Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That was a barking dog like Kenny. Kenny, I think they might have gone to the break a couple days earlier than uh, <laughs> I think you you're thought. right. Uh, they were dogs last night. Six goals? Of, yeah, a bunch of pigs. It's aggressive. Hey, but they furious rally in the third period, mm-hmm. you guys. It's my team, a they furious rally. They carry the momentum into Change the break. Change your name. Furious <laughs> rally. We'll get to that. And other things. Chip's going to join us for the bell. Chip's got it. the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? Kevin Durant. Oh, hits the three. Somebody was like playing with a joystick, making him move. That was just video game. Between the legs, behind the back, knocking it down. We were in good shape at halftime. Um, I think we were within one on the possession battle. And um, and then things kind of got away from us in the second half. We had a lot of turnovers and uh, gave up some offensive boards. We sent them to the line quite a bit uh, in that fourth quarter. So it wasn't our best effort, but uh, again, talent wins. I went to bed after the first quarter last night when the Wolves gave up almost 40. Chip Scoggins from the Star Tribune is hanging out. Hey, boys. Didn't have to... S- I mean, I know that they kind of made it interesting in the second half, but I made yeah, it. The three, I think I made it three quarters. Yeah, I made yeah. the first half, fell asleep on the couch, and then watched the <laughs> uh, the end. I, you know, I did see uh, Kerr's in game um, interview. Was that after the third quarter? Uh, yeah, I think I was flipping off but the TV around the, the time question, it came on. I was kind of in and out of consciousness, but um, the question was something like, I, I think the three point shooting, and Kerr's just like. We got really good players. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. We've got How do you explain the, this? The, the two greatest three-point shooters in history. No, it's fun. Sometimes for these late games, I'm uh, turning into an old man, and yeah. I, if I know the outcome, I'm just going to fall asleep. And so I look at the box score in the morning, not knowing yet who won the game, figuring the Warriors probably held onto that lead. It's amazing sometimes how much fun you can have with a box score and what you can learn, gentlemen. Okay. I'm going to give you just a, a little snapshot that leads to a grander point and get your thoughts. So let's just look at Wolves, Warriors, some key categories from last night. Rebounds, basically even, like within a couple rebounds. Uh, offensive rebounds are basically even. Steals, both teams had nine steals. Mm-hmm. Both teams committed about the same amount of fouls. I think it was 17 to 15 fouls, so we'll call that even. Bench points, pretty even, 32 to 30. Warriors had a better shooting percentage last night overall, but the Wolves were much better from the free throw line, so those you know kind of wash out a little bit. Made field goals. Even. The Wolves made 46 field goals and the Warriors made 48. Yet the Wolves lost decisively in the Mm. end by 13 points. That's when you get to this category. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this one out. Three-pointers. The Wolves made six. The Warriors made 21. So when you're comparing the Wolves to the other two teams at the top of the Western Conference in projecting a playoff series, it's a simple game of math like Johnny K said on our show. How many did did the Wolves take? They were six of 
20. Because they were, yeah, so, and it was the same way. Six with, of 20. I, I believe, look at the Portland one from the night before, because I was looking at the box score as the game was going on. And at one point late in the game, Portland had made more threes than the Wolves had taken, and that's the same case yeah, last the, night, right? The Here, Warriors made 21, the Wolves took 20. That's here's a problem. The, <laughs> here's the stat of, uh, in regard to that, Chip Scoggins from last night. Thomas Durant and Curry, 18 of 27 by themselves on three-pointers alone. Yeah. And what so are, those three guys took more more three-point attempts than you took as a team last what night. What were the assists there, uh, Phil? That's another good oh. category. Sorry. Th- no, 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 no. 37 assists for the for the Warriors, which, like, that's absurd. Yeah, yeah. It's like 10 per quarter. It's like one every <laughs> minute. It's an assist every minute. Uh, and, the, and then uh, the Wolves had 25. Yeah. And, so, and the Wolves play a lot of two-point hero ball. And it and they do it better than almost any team in the, in the league, right? Jamal Crawford, yeah. Jimmy Butler, yeah. The thing that I... Uh, continuously amazing me about the Warriors when I watch them play is you have this collection of just great individual scores that can do whatever you know they can beat you off the dribble Durant can get his own shot but the way they share the ball and the ball movement they have and the extra passes they make it is incredible to watch it is uh Andrew Wiggins was horrible last night defensively he was he was mostly on Clay Thompson last night and Clay Thompson missed four shots he was nine of 13 for 25 points uh, some rebounds. Yeah, Wiggins back to four of eighteen in thirty-seven minutes, ten points, and a handful of rebounds. And how so. many? How many layups? Just team defense. And I think Tyus got beat quite a bit on he just did. cuts, yes. just cuts to the baskets where he turned his head, and then they would run to the basket, make that quick pass. And yes. I don't know how many layups they gave off that, but it was bad. Yeah. Carl uh, Anthony Towns belongs in these games. Now you can see. I mean, yeah. there's a reason why he's an All Star. So uh, he was the bright shining spot. You know, 31, 11, and five. But again, when you play. I mean, the Warriors scoring 126. It would have been well over 130 if they didn't start dribbling it off their foot and stuff. And uh, they were just—they got a little well, sloppy in the fourth quarter of looking back at the game. And this is Captain Obvious here, but <laughs> without Jimmy Butler, they're not. not gonna, well, you gave not going to work. You allowed 74 points in the first half alone. Yeah. If you give up 74 points on the road in a half, you ain't going to win a game. Yeah. So I yeah. think at this point, you know we're. We're just going to have to be comfortable and accept this is the best Wolf season in a decade and a half, and also there's going to be a huge gap between them and the two best teams well, in the and, West. And that's you know, I, I remember writing at the day we had that pep rally out at, or the press conference out at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a slip. That was a good slip. <laughs> the pep, yeah, pep rally at with Jimmy Butler at Mall of America, and. Uh, it felt like a pep rally. I was going to say, you're it not was, wrong. It was a pep rally. It was, it was a pep rally. He got his cell phone out. It was a pep rally. Um, Should we call him? Let's text him right now. That's right. Um, you, you knew they made a big jump, but they still weren't making all the way up to the... Oh. The elevator didn't go all the way to the Warriors in, in one offseason. Correct. So you, you still knew it was going to be a process, and um, they're not as good as the two best teams, and that's going to be something that's going to have to evolve over a couple of years. they they got to add more pieces and... And you know Wiggins and Towns have to get better in yeah, terms I mean, of their th- think establishment about, as all, you know perennial stars. Yeah, I mean think about just in, in the Warriors where the Warriors are the best three point shooting team in, in the history of the NBA. And last night they were even like they shot fifty seven percent, and so they were even better last night. But if you're going to get into a game, a, you know, seven game series with the Warriors or the Rockets, and they're going to and you're going to basically spot them ten to fifteen, let's say extra made three pointers in a game. Let's call it ten to twelve. Think about how much better you have to be then in all of these other areas. Mm-hmm. You better you better uh, rebound better than them. You better make more free throws, get to the line more often. I mean, it, there's no margin for error when they're going to hit 12, 15, or last night, 21 three-pointers. And that's the problem. Not. The last two nights, them in Portland, you're, you're trading three they're threes yeah, for twos. twos you, exactly. just, you can't win that way. And, and when a team is that hot and Portland was hot too, 
I don't know what your path to winning is when they're getting threes and you're getting twos. Ding, ding. Simone with it. Simone moving to the slot. Shoot, score! Defense to Simone again. From the slot, Crosby will get a helper on it. And the Penguins have another goal and they lead six to nothing. It took just one look. That's all it took for Simone to finish. We got killed. I mean, we got outplayed in every facet of the game. I mean, uh, uh, you know, when you score three goals late, it makes it look a little bit better. But, I mean, they stopped playing a little bit, and we got a couple breaks and scored goals. So, but, I mean, it, it, the, when they turned it on, we had no answer for them. They scored last. Amen, Bruce. Know. Amen. So <laughs> we got the, killed. the Tim Brewster rule of momentum. You score last, you carry it over. So I... <sighs> Oh the Fox Sports North guys brought that up, too. Look at Judd Well, right maybe now. they got a couple late goals. Judd's it's going to help them when they come out of the break on Tuesday in Columbus. Judd. As if what happened on Thursday night when you absolutely look like dog you-know-what is going to help you on Tuesday night in Columbus. I missed the Tampa uh, win, which was a nice win last Saturday, and I missed the Ottawa win, which Phil actually went to on Monday. Uh, but, guy, Chip. That's but, right. But this, team, <laughs> but this team that I saw last night was very familiar. The Furious Rally. Mm. Change the damn name, because Wild stinks. Change the name. <laughs> because you get down 6 nothing. you play like you don't give a damn, you're completely checked out, you're basically, you had your bye week, this is what drives me nuts, the stupid bye week, yeah. then you came back and you played uh, three games, and this is game three, and now you're going to go on another extended break for the All-Star break, and you somehow managed to go to Pittsburgh and you've checked out. They went on break early. Yep. Your coach is embarrassed. Your players should be. I don't think they're smart enough to be. The only people <laughs> that aren't embarrassed are the, the telecast crew, because FSN never gets embarrassed. But, m- my God, you have all of these breaks. And, by the way, points are hard to come by. Look at the standings. The Wild right now is is technically tied for the second and last wild card spot, but they are technically out of the playoffs because they, I believe it's games in, in hand. Yeah, yeah. They don't qualify there yet. Or they, they played more. They played, I think, w- one more game than Colorado, which is above them. This team is 9 14 and 1 on the road. Yeah. This team has n- no margin for error what, whatsoever. What is their home and road splits? 17 4 and 4 at home. They're oh unbelievable goodness. at home. That's got to be one of the better records, right? It is. But on the road, they're absolutely terrible. But the thing about this is, is your division is, the Central is stacked. Brutal. The Central division is incredible. So your path is a wild card spot. And you go into Pittsburgh and you play like that. Boudreaux wasn't kidding. That was just embarrassing. That was just a complete no-show. Pittsburgh is two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, and Pittsburgh is a nice team. They're not a great team. Jonathan, Six nothing. I feel like like every other week I come in here and you have one of these meltdowns because this team. Why, <laughs> like, why is it seizure with a wild why is sweatshirt it? on? Why is he? Ha- why no, is no, he no, freaking no, out? Yeah, no, Adrian, why yeah. are they? Why, why are, are you they, so emotionally they, attached? Yeah. You need, why are they good. like this? <laughs> yeah, I be, because they're. I've told you this before. Because they're an eminently, as a collection, unlikable group of people that can't manage to actually go into games and consistently play. I mean, this is this is Yo's wild. We, yeah. Well, we, yeah. We have learned one thing. One, it's not the coach's fault. And two, this is the same team. Until you make some moves and shake up this roster, the mentality of this team, they are they are the furious rally because they love to try and come back. And if you don't take that name, take this one, the Minnesota Settlers, because they will <laughs> settle for whatever they have. 
They will settle for whatever. And and they had six consecutive games. I guarantee you, here's their mentality. Well, we've had six consecutive games with points. We're near a playoff spot. We're about to go on break. Damn it, that's good enough. So we're going to settle. They are the settlers. You know what I hope? I hope. This is what what I hope happens. I hope they get in as like the seven or the eight seed in a year where... Like, no one expects anything because yeah, it's the yeah. same old team. And because hockey is hockey, I hope Devin Dubnik catches just, fire in the postseason <laughs> and they go to the Stanley Cup Finals just to see Judd's head explode. Yeah. Just to see Judd walk everything back. Like, even I'm hockey praying being hockey, for that to happen. Even hockey being hockey, I would be amazed if that was the case. <laughs> so, Settlers, can I use that as plural? The Minnesota <laughs> Settlers. Yes, you can. You can no, have it. It's got to be the Settler. It's got to be the Settler. Let's keep it... <laughs> They will. They will. Six games in a row with points. That's good enough for us. Let's settle and go into the break and go drink in Mexico or whatever the hell they're gonna do now for the next four days. Here's the goalie last night. At least the the first goalie that got smacked around. They're gonna be able to play well. They're gonna be able to force you and, and pressure and, and make plays. Um, but you can't keep giving it back to them. You can't keep giving the puck back to them. And they're gonna they're gonna make you pay for it. So, um, you know, at some point you gotta you gotta try to. Get your game together, and, and uh, we just kind of kept shooting ourselves in the foot over and over. I love like the lack of responsibility there too. Just completely blaming his teammates. We can't keep yeah. giving the puck. I mean, I'm just <laughs> oh, it's let's far be blood. honest. Yeah, it's far. He just like literally yeah. ripped his entire team. We got to just do a better Should job. Percy have, I mean, you have permission to stop a shot too, yeah. Devin. I'm sorry. Should oh, per- Percy have caught that pass? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Did Phil miss the block? Maybe. <laughs> It wasn't oh, my fault. Man. Oh, boy. Uh, Chip's hanging out with us oh. from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. We actually have a jam-packed show today. Uh, the go- Do we know if it's going to be Golik or Wingo at 945? It's we re- probably going to be one of them. All right, we're going to get a call from Golik <laughs> or Wingo or at, none. Uh, at 945. Hey, it's Greeny. Back and better than ever. I got nothing else to do, so I thought I'd call you guys. What's going on? Write that down. Predictions at 10 o'clock. Lou Nanny uh, at 10.15. Doogie with a scoop at 11 o'clock. Mike Morris in the noon hour. We also have Game Show Friday in the mix. So uh, hang on. Buckle your seatbelts. Mackie and Judd are back. Back. On 1500 ESPN. The NFL was doing a promo. For the Super Bowl before it had, and it had the Patriots and the Vikings in the promo. Final score yesterday, Eagles 38, Vikings 7. Screw you, Roger Goodell. Screw you, NFL. Loser. I love they had to apologize. apologize. Yeah, you know what? I don't accept your apology. (laughs) Go to hell. Screw you, Chip Scoggins. <laughs> Screw you and hey. your negative media. <laughs> They're going to be sitting right by us on Radio Row next yeah. week. I can hardly wait. I hope that guy comes to town. Who is that? That's uh, Angelo Cataldi from WIP in, in Philadelphia. Awesome. Yeah, he's there. Uh, by the way, they, they have 19 hosts all named Angelo Cataldi. It's crazy. <laughs> They're all very loud. Oh, and boy. They love the Eagles. Good fellas like Chip. Yeah, it's good awesome. fellas like. <laughs> Screw you. So, uh, so you think yeah. I'm funny? Like a clown? Yeah. How about that Vikings? Uh, yeah, that game? was. Uh, you know, it's funny. Even even yesterday, someone that I hadn't seen since, uh, and it's every person I I see. What happened? Yeah. Like, what what happened? It's like you're you're at a loss to explain how <laughs> that defense. That's been so good and so rock solid and so disciplined and on point the whole year can look like that. I mean, Harrison Smith, honest to God. I mean, what happened? So I, I, I watched it, a great film breakdown last night mm-hmm. of this. And because I've been asking the same thing. I'm like, I can't, I can't get my head around that your strength looked that bad. 
And the film breakdown basically went through and said Doug Peterson used the Vikings' aggressiveness against them at every single turn, and he coached a brilliant game. Yeah. And and there was the one play. Do you do you remember at the end of the first half? I think Ertz caught a, a Ertz caught a pass that he took down to like the twenty. And that they was the one on Harrison. Harrison. Goal. It was move. like a double move. It was yeah. a double move. Tight end double move. Yeah. What they did was what the Vikings did was Smith was looking to jump the route and he thought he could, and so Smith is is zeroed in with his eyes on Foles the entire time. Ertz makes the double move and and in that. Smith just ignored him. He lost him completely. Smith goes to jump the route. There's no route to jump. Mm. Ertz is wide open. Yeah. yeah. It was a brilliant well, coach. I, I like the fact that they're up, was it 21 7 at that point? And they get the ball back with yep. what it less than a minute and they have some timeouts. But Doug Peterson said, you know, normally you're thinking, all right, they're going to take the knee, go to the halftime because they're getting the ball to start the second half. Let's don't screw it up. You're coming back. He's like, no, nah, let's go get some points. Yeah. Let's get more points. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and also too, someone pointed this out. So Everson Griffin had the foot injury halfway yeah. through the season. He was on. He had a sack per game. He was on pace for like 16, 18 sacks. Maybe maybe lead the league in sacks. Mm-hmm. There, the results didn't show this because they were beating teams like the Bengals and the Bears and then the Brett Hundley Packers, and they weren't giving up points. But they weren't getting home yeah. on their pass rush, even leading into the postseason. We were all focused on. Should there be concern about the offense in retrospect? Yeah. Their pass rush wasn't as ferocious down the stretch or in those games against uh, Drew Brees and Nick Foles. And like it's hard just, those guys were comfortable. Yeah, it's hard because you look at the the points they gave up in the season at home. There really wasn't any, right? They had a shutout. And, mm-hmm. and, um, but I think you have to give credit to the Eagles have a really good offensive line. Probably what a top three Both offensive line. Both their lines line. are I mean, outstanding. You got two all pros on there. Yes. And, and they have good skill players and they run the ball. And so I don't think we should. You know, Nick Foles really struggled the first couple weeks, uh, or the last two weeks of the regular season. But I do think, you know, having Doug Peterson as that play caller, Frank Reich, who was a 14-year NFL quarterback, um, they just have a good feel for the game and how to put guys in the right position. And against Atlanta the week prior, Mm -hmm. just all short passes. Just get it out, quick hitting completely different game plan for the Vikings. Let's be aggressive. They said all week, hey, we're going to be able to take some shots down the field, and they did. Well, it's funny because they started the game going bang, bang, quick, 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 and then as the first half evolved, it turned into bang, bang, turned into Nick Foles back there for a half hour, double move routes, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz down the field. Well, yeah, on the one big one to to Jeffrey, I mean, both Daniil Hunter and and Everson swiped at him instead of Brandon. How they missed that sack, I I will never know. And so, you know, then... Harrison and and uh, I think his Newman was in coverage. Both gave up he on was, it, and then, then Jeffrey took off. And so, and then but you know you come back first uh, drive, second half, flea flicker, and yep. and Nick Foles. I was in the press conference afterwards. He said, "I've never run a free, uh, flea flicker in my life." <laughs> he said, "I was trying not to laugh in the, in the huddle." He's like, "I'm trying not to laugh because this is going to be fun." Yeah. <laughs> but but still, you gave up 38 points. I know it, it is remarkable. Yeah, it's <clears throat> with the, with the talent they have and. You know, it's just amazing because you just have not seen that from them. And 10 of 14 on third down, I guess the team that's been, you know, set the all-time record for the, the best third down com, uh, yep. percentage. It's just, they, it was just the worst possible time to lay an egg. And so only in this town could we be graced by this game now on Feb 4 after the Vikings get beat this bad. Yeah, that's that's my Sunday column is, you know, here comes the party. Are you, are you in the mood to party? Yeah. It's my plane home. 
The answer, no. (laughs) Those poor people were stuck all, all day in that town with those fans, got home on Tuesday. I think they all thought, can we send the Super Bowl somewhere else yeah. this year? How about Miami? Outsource it to uh, San Diego, perhaps. Well, we, you know, for weeks we talked about, man, they could be the first team to ever play, you know, the home game in the Super Bowl. You know, you think about the other side; they could be the team that has to host the Super Bowl if yeah. you lose it. You know. Yeah. So Judd and I, this is a Judd masterminded plan. We've yeah. well, let's back up a step. We we've done multiple segments and shows this week on. Okay, what you have no quarterbacks under contract, mm-hmm. so. Uh, you know, the internal options from last year, there's yeah. three of them. And then we came up with three or four external guys, too. I yep. mean, you know, Drew Brees would be a pipe dream, but he yeah. is a free agent. He should tell you, you no before you go anywhere absolutely. else, right? Yeah. Even if it's all signs point to him going back to New Orleans. Yes. But then you get to the Kirk Cousins, back up the Brinks truck, Ben. And this is what we kind of settled on. And we had Bob Fesco, the morning show host on 610 in Kansas City, on with us yesterday, who follows mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs very closely. He said there's a 99% chance, 99.9% chance, the Chiefs trade Alex Smith this offseason. He has one year, $20 million left on his deal. Yeah. He led the NFL in passer rating and threw down the field with success this year. 34 years old, but he's one of the, he's turned into one of the better, more reliable, second-tier quarterbacks in the NFL. And, and, and Bob continued, it'll probably cost a second, maybe a third-round pick to land him. So Judd and I are on the same wagon. You try to bring Teddy back for like a three-year incentive-laden deal. Hey, you're our yeah. guy long-term. And then you send a third-round pick to the Chiefs for Alex Smith, and you shake things up. Yeah. I You know, I know it, 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 he, he would laugh, but you call Drew Brees first, and he'll laugh and say, no thanks. Yep. But you got to go through Yeah, yeah. You got to go through He that. has to tell you no. I think I go Cousins next. Now, he's going to want a long-term and, yeah. and 20, what, $5 million a year probably. Mm-hmm. But I, I like him a lot. And uh, if that doesn't work... I, you know, I would be open to that because <clears throat> to Alex Smith, I mean, you're thinking that's a, what, a two- to three-year window bridge with him? Third, it's possible that or you, a year. I, I think a, or you got to focus on, can you win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah. And who are your quarterback options? And you're, and you're, you're probably not going to get a breeze. You're not no. going to get Rodgers, Brady. So what, what's the next yeah. What's the next tier? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, this conversation seems like everybody's, is talking about you know what they should do. They're just looking at three players, the three quarterbacks that they've had. And it's like, well, why? Right. You, you, there's nothing that says you can't look outside. It's a too. blank canvas. It's, it's yeah, a blank it's like, canvas. Be, I wrote that the other day. It's like be be creative, be bold. Don't. It's not there. There are only three options that you have here, and you're trying to pick between the, the lesser of the two, three evils. No, think outside, and because you have a team that's you know equipped. To do this, to sustain this. Absolutely. I mean, that defensive core is 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. So you've got three to four good years with that defense, with, with the key components there. And you've got Thielen, Diggs, Dalvin Cook's coming back. I mean, you've got... Thielen, Diggs, over to Cook. <laughs> back to Parisi. He's gone! <laughs> so, yeah, so, it's, you know, I I could see that, yeah. The reason, the reason why I think the Smith plan works for a, a year is... Zimmer's uh, press conference on Tuesday mm. definitely laid the groundwork that Teddy is his guy. Like when he's going through the, there have been only 24 hu- humans in the history of the world who have had this before, <laughs> and none of them came back as quick as Teddy did. Uh, but, and this and that, I get, I get the impression that he would love to cut bait on case and that he wants Teddy to be his guy. But now the question becomes, is Teddy going to be able to step back in 2018? Well, play? that's the thing. I mean, and I, and I, and I know Bridgewater told reporters Monday on cleanout day that yeah, I, I I see myself as a starting quarterback. Okay, well that's that's good. But do teams see that way? And can you could find? Can you realistically, 
any team, even this team, say, you know what? We feel good about you being our starter yeah. here. Starter. I don't think you can the, do that. The no only, way. The only team in the NFL that would feel comfortable even like giving him an edge going into a starting quarterback battle would be the Vikings because they've at least seen him in practice. And that doesn't. There's no other team that's going to say without having seen any of him other than five passes in one you know rusty game. But quarterbacks don't get hit in practice. They don't. It's Correct. not how many reps is he really getting in practice if he's not. And the that's starter? what I'm saying. Could, could you sign him to a three year incentive laden contract? Bring in Smith for one year, and then basically say, "If you're good to go, 2019 is your year, Teddy." Could be, yeah. That now that, that? that plan makes sense. That's where you're not plan you're trip. not committing. Yeah, good job, GM. I'm <laughs> trying. You, okay. This has been more reckless speculation <laughs> on the Mackie and Judge Show. Do you know how hard it is to host a four hour show and also run all these teams? I thought you were gonna say, "You know how hard it is to be me." <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah, that's basically it. I'm exhausted. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I like that plan because I just this team is ready to keep winning, and you can't miss on that. Nor can you miss on this offense coordinator job. I mean, you've got to get that right. Bring back Bev, baby, bring back Bev. Super Bowl ring cred. Russell Wilson developed nicely. Do you like Stefanski staying in in house? That I, I like Kevin. I don't know if that's the greatest move though. But the it, continuity thing to the me continuity is, is, is overrated. I think at times. But it, if if you if Zimmer says you know what I like what we do, I want to sort of keep it similar. I think Stefanski probably has a leg up in that regard. But um, it doesn't coach. say you have to run it. Yeah. You know what's funny? We were tweeting about the Bev news a couple mornings ago. And we talked about it on the show, and the first three responses I got no. back negative were not only like no, don't bring him back. But did you see the did you see the play call at the end of the Super Bowl? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. At the end of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, that's fine. I think we'll take someone who can. If, if we're splitting hairs at the end of no. the Super Bowl, I think he'll take him. Uh, you have to get on a phone yeah, call I here for, uh, Sorry, for a to column here. So yep. A Bye, top Chip. secret project for uh, Start to Be and Start yeah. to Be.com. Thanks, Chip. Good hey, stuff, I'll man. I'll see you yeah. at uh, Radio Row. Awesome. Next week. Uh, sounds good. We'll be there all week next week, Monday through Friday. Uh, we have a loaded show today. Trey Wingo will join in about 15 oh. minutes from now. Talk some football. Write that down predictions at 10 o'clock. Lou Nanny at 10.15. A scoop with Doogie at 11 o'clock. And the superstar Mike Morris in studio to talk football and uh, put some more dirt on the Viking season and look ahead, too. Uh, when we come back, I just found this on BarstoolSports.com. Vikings fans who had open Airbnb you know, invites to for fans coming in for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Finding out that the people who are making the reservations are from Philadelphia and then canceling on them at the last minute. I'm going to read you a couple things when we come back here. Phil Mackey. I like his odds of uh, of replacing somebody on TNT. Judd Zolgad. Just a genuinely awesome guy. Very giving of his time. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. They got this thing called social media. Let's go to the art museum and let's desecrate the Rocky statue at 8 a.m. and let the Philly fans see it. Like we're going to be like, okay, yeah, this is this is not a big deal. I, they had every everything we did to them, they deserve. A wave after wave after wave of people. I forget how many cases of beer my brother had, and it was gone by like two o'clock. I mean, we, we went through so much food and alcohol; it was just insane. Like all of them are Burt Young to me, Paulie <laughs> from from the Rocky series. <laughs> they deserve everything they got. If they got hit in, in the head by a full beer can yeah. and were concussed, they deserved it. Because yeah. they put a Diggs jersey on Rocky. No one does that. So here's how we're getting revenge in the Twin Cities. From BarstoolSports.com. Here's the headline. Yeah. Can I say this word? I'm going to. Dump it if you want to. Butthurt Viking supporters are outrageously canceling Eagles fans' Airbnb reservations for the Super Bowl week. So 
discrimination of Eagles fans. Just received this. This is a, an Eagles fan who's posting this on their social media account. Uh, I think it's it's Reddit. It's from the Reddit Eagles uh, page. All right. Discrimination of Eagles fans. Just received this from Airbnb after the owner learned I was coming from Philadelphia. Booked it right after the Eagles won. Everything seems booked now or too expensive, so I can't get there. So this is the best part. How are we, as Minnesotans, most likely to handle a cancellation now? Let's say an Eagles fan booked a reservation a week ago, mm-hmm. and we now fi- or a few days ago, we now find out, oh, they're from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Rather than confronting them and saying, screw oh, no. you're from Philly, no, no, we're no, going to no. come up with a passive-aggressive way yes. to, not, to get out of it, we're right? We're going to get them a message. So here's what this person wrote back. Hey, so-and-so, I hate to do this to you, <laughs> but we just received notice today uh, from our homeowners association uh, that they have concerns from the post-game violence and vandalism in last weekend's game in Philadelphia, and as a result, decided to impose a no-short-term rent policy over the Super Bowl week for our building. They sent us a threatening letter this morning demanding Ooh. that we remove and cancel our listing. I'm so sorry to have to do this to you. I will cancel the booking on my end so that you'll receive a full refund. I know there are listings still available, so I hope you can get another one quickly. Sounds like this new homeowners association policy is being enforced a lot and a lot of our condos near us uh, as of this week. So I'd recommend whoever you find next, verify with them that your homeowners association is indeed going to allow it. I apologize again. Thank you and good luck. Oh, but how ultimately Minnesotan so is that entire aggressive. thing? <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it. Tell them bleep you if you're with gonna, a photo well, of your middle finger say, and say, screw you, Philadelphia. Just say you people threw beers at our fans and I don't know who you are. And guess what? You're not getting my house or my condo or my apartment. Like, do you want, I mean, let's be honest. Do you want this guy staying in your home for two or three nights? A wave after wave after wave of people. I forget how many cases of beer my brother had, and it was gone by like two o'clock. I mean, we <laughs> we went through so much food and alcohol. It was just insane. Yeah, that guy soiling your carpets. That Paulie from Philadelphia. But why wouldn't you? I so mean, the, the, I know it, I know how we are, but this was a perfect opportunity to say, you know what? I found out you're from Philly. No, you're not going to do this. You're not uh, staying with me. Bye. Here are some tweets. Uh, some t- <laughs> Somebody must have done a search for Airbnb cancel or something. Here's some tweets that are popping up from Minnesotans. Minnesotans renting to Eagles fans on Airbnb should cancel their reservations. Let them find another place to stay. Shame on their behavior in Philly. Uh, here's another one. I'm declaring this right now. If and when the Vikings lose, anyone who Airbnbs their house to an Eagles fan for the Super Bowl should be thrown in Lake Harriet and drowned. <laughs> I see people now are refunding. Aggressive. I see people are refunding Eagles fans for their Airbnb stays here in Minneapolis for the Super Bowl. Smart, unless you want your home trashed and urinated in. <laughs> oh, now su- suggesting that you drown fans from there. Now that's aggressive. No, screw. That's far more aggressive. Screw you. The NFL was doing yeah. a promo <laughs> for the Super Bowl before it had, and it had the Patriots and the Vikings. In the promo, final score yesterday, Eagles 38, Vikings 7. Screw you, Roger Goodell. They got this thing called social media. They, <laughs> let, let's go to the art museum and let's desecrate the Rocky statue at 8 a.m. and let the Philly yeah. fans see it. Like, we're going to be like, okay, yeah, this is this is not a big deal. <laughs> I, they had every everything we did to them they deserved. Here's what, Barstool Sport, here's what Barstool Sports wrote, trashing Vikings fans. Yeah, don't give us a month's salary for a weekend. That'll show them. Because you could probably get you know, a couple thousand dollars for... Yeah, except right? unless they're going to sh- show up at my place and 
puke and pee desecrate. in the corner and desecrate it. Yeah. Talk, talk about your all-time wah reactions to a freaking game. Real-life, hardworking individuals have been saving their money and making the appropriate accommodations to have clean, wholesome time supporting their pigskin brand. Sacrifices have been made. Blood has been shed. And what do these true blue-collar people get for simply bringing their lunch pail to work every day? A complete uh, last-second cut to the nut. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. Bleep these Viking supporters ruining lives strictly out of spite. You know what? You want to throw beer cans, full beer cans at our fans, and you want to yell like a bunch of hoodlums as fans walk to the stadiums? I say good for these Vikings no, fans but they need to, canceling the Airbnbs in a very mild-mannered, passive-aggressive way. You need to be aggressive. That's an embarrassing way to do it. It's, if you're going to do it, do it. It's spiteful, and it's incredibly petty, and I can absolutely get behind both of those things. I'm 100% in favor of both of those You uh, are things. both of those things. But you have to be creative with it. This isn't creative. Yeah. You let them keep the booking, and you booby trap the bleeping house. Like Kevin McAllister. You put, yes, you well, put purple sheets on every bed. You turn off the hot water. You unplug a few things. You give them the wrong remote to the wrong guys, TV. Did, did you you lock the doors, and you the put report? gasoline, and you burn them. A, no, there, wait, no, not that that's far. That's a little far. Not that far. There was a report I saw yesterday that that uh, that local, uh, local people around these parts were getting jobs as Uber drivers for Super Bowl week. With the intent purpose to try and pick up Philadelphia fans here and, and crash the and car, drive, drive it them, off of and drive cliff. them to and drive them and drop them off in the wrong places. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's or, what they were trying or, to do. You know do. what? Sacrifice yourself and drive off a cliff. No, do your duty. No, there's a happy medium. Blow the just car. Don't, just don't send them a note. <laughs> just don't send them a note back saying I'm so sorry. I have to do this because I've been told. Just say uh-huh. I don't want you staying at my place. It's extremely I Minnesota. Think you, it I think hilarious. you're a bleep. <laughs> I think you and your people are bleeps and you're not staying at my place. I'm so sorry. Here's a five-paragraph essay about how sorry I am. And then you you hit send and you high-five your husband or wife. Yeah, we showed them. After they proofread it to make sure it was okay to send. Are you sure we should send this? Honey, are you sure? Are you absolutely sure? Once you click it, it can never come back. I know, that's why I'm worried. Dear Angelo, I'm really sorry that we've had to cancel. Oh, my God. I like it. Uber drivers dropping Philly fans off yeah, they won't even at the know. wrong places. They won't know, right? They don't know the city. Take them to Duluth. Hey, uh, wherever. you're really going to you're gonna enjoy the nightlife yeah. here. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's awesome. Dropping you off at a place called Grandma's. Trey Wingo will join us when we come uh, back. We'll talk some more football. Also, you can win a trip to see Golik and Wingo at ESPN. We'll tell you how you can do that when we come back. Write that down. Predictions at 10 o'clock and then Lou Nanny shortly after at 1015. Uh, these are the TCL broadcast studios that we sit in, and uh, we've got a 55-inch Roku TV here. I would recommend the P-Series TV as well, which is getting rave reviews across the country from publications like USA Today and CNET. The built-in Roku device is just a whole nother world of content. I mean, it's obviously a connected world we live in now, and so if you have a TV that that doesn't have a built-in Roku device, if you don't have a TCL TV like this one that we have in studio, you're missing out on 4,000-plus additional streaming channels and also 450,000-plus TV show episodes, uh, movies. You know, we have just on the menu that we're staring at right now, we've got MLB platform, NBA, NHL. We've also got WWE Network and Fox Sports Go and Big Ten Network and all of the Watch ESPN uh, just right at your fingertips. So on one page, you've got your cable or satellite channels. On the next page, so to speak, you got your built-in connected channels. Uh, go find TCL TVs at any major local retailer in the Twin Cities or TCLUSA.com. 
The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Now's the time to whip it out. On 1500 ESPN. A big game is coming up. 1500 ESPN and TCL. Want to make sure you're ready for it. Every day this week, yes, we've been giving away a 65-inch TCL TV. Today's your final day to win one of those, plus a $100 gift certificate to Crave for that big game party. Check out the 1500 ESPN stream player for details. It's brought to you by TCL, the official TV of football playoff parties. They got this thing called social media. Let's go to the art museum and let's desecrate the Rocky statue at 8 a.m. and let the Philly fans see it. Like we're going to be like, okay, yeah, this is this is not a big deal. (laughs) I they had every everything we did to them, they deserve. Listen, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. I saw photo evidence. I believe the Mary Tyler Moore statue is back out. It's back out. Nicollet Mall area. They've dusted it off. It was hiding in like the the oh they put it away sub, for a while. The sub yeah. level of some building downtown. That and Sid. The the Sid statue might be in trouble too. Was that put away for a while during the Target Center renovations? That was put away, and and if I'm not mistaken, that was on the Target Center side. It got put in away. It got put away for a while, and now I think it's back out on the other side of that sidewalk. But okay. that statue could be in trouble too. Yeah, all Sean Jeffrey jersey might I mean, be Philly hanging fans on. Might not, you never know. Do Philly fans even know who Sid is? But they might not care. Won't matter. It's a statue, and it's, and it's Minneapolis. A lot of statues are on Target Field too. Oh, all those Kirby, Rodney, Puck. Harmon, all of them. Yeah, you're right. Remember those Joe Mauer statues? There's still a couple of them around the Twin Cities from like ten years ago. Yes, like the Joe that's Maurer. right. Yes. Oh, and yeah. all the Peanuts ones too. Yes. Oh yeah, I remember those outside the Star oh. Tribune. I hated those things. But what were those Joe Maurer statues? There was like it was. I think it's a Star Tribune. What were they tied into? I, I, I don't believe remember. it was a Star I Tribune creation. Them. I don't remember what they were tied into. I mean, you worked there. Well, doesn't mean I paid attention. <laughs> I mean, just because I had a job there doesn't mean that. But the uh, the Peanuts characters were outside the Star Tribune as well, and those were annoying statues. Yeah, you know what? You I could have desecrated those. It wouldn't have bothered me. I'd love to hear from from people, and we we have at least a few open segments throughout the show to take calls on this. But if you could email us even or uh, or send us tweets, have you taken revenge through Airbnb? On Eagles fans, or is there something else? Are you an Uber or a Lyft driver? Yeah, are you going? Or to, how are you preparing for this siege of angry Eagles fans? Are you going to to get a job with Lyft just for the sole express purpose of picking up Eagles fans and dropping them off at the wrong place? Yeah, in fact, we're waiting for uh, to hear from Trey Wingo here because we have a great promotion. Uh, in fact, just in case Trey's schedule just got packed, uh, you can win a trip to hang out with Golik and Wingo at the ESPN headquarters in Bristol. All you have to do in the next couple weeks from now until February 9th is stop into any local participating Sprint location in the Twin Cities. So you'll you'll be able to find out more information at local Sprint stores in the Twin Cities, how you can hang out with Golik and Wingo at ESPN. But if you're preparing for this siege of Eagles fans, mm-hmm. 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500, or and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. You can tweet at us. You can find us. Chad tweets, as a, a delivery driver that serves a downtown, I've started to stockpile batteries and cans of pop for our Philadelphia visitors. Next week will be fun. So is he doing that in, in or defense or I proactively going to just drive around? I think he's proactively going to, according to this, launch batteries and pop cans at fans of, uh, you know, who, who are going around town wearing Eagles jerseys. This feels like That's uh, what I the, J- the Jets and the Sharks, right? Where there's, maybe there's just a communication gap. That's mostly blue-collar fans just expressing themselves in a different way. 
we're a little bit more reserved. They're a little bit more frontal and aggressive. But if we all get together, little, do you think it's more likely that we're going to all get together in Kumbaya with Eagles fans? Or is there going to be... Are there going to be just be like mass fights and Knowing revenge? Us, we absolutely will. We are. We are. We will walk already, kumbaya. Or I gave you two options. There. No, no, no. We we will knowing us kumbaya, because if we all have now started to exact our revenge through apologizing that we are yanking Airbnbs, it's really not a great start. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I have to do this. My my landlord said I do. I mean, come on. If you're going to do it, do it. I agree. That's a super... Be frontal. Like, you guys have probably had that instance before. I, I for sure had it before where, all right, I need to. I either need to end an obligation of some kind or, you know, whatever it is. It's like something that you don't want to... There's. I, I actually have one. There's a... I don't want to say exactly what it is, but it's like a... It's a... How can I explain this without throwing the company under the bus? Like I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want the service that the company is offering anymore. But I've built a connection with some of the people with the company. Okay. And so I'm trying to find a way to like passively aggressively break the relationship with the company without like hurting feelings. You know, like your friends now. Um. Yeah. Yes. Like I would, you, you've made I've friends, friends, so you don't want to yes. hurt those people. Exactly. I think people have gone through those situations where. But this is different. These are Eagles fans that you don't know, that you hate from afar. Yes. Reserving your house or condo or apartment for an Airbnb. Yes. And we've got people passively, aggressively, well, my homeowners association. No! Send them an email in all caps and, and a picture of your middle finger saying, bleep you. Or don't. Do- I will not rent out my home to a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Or don't fan. do it. Like if you're going if you're going to apologize, then don't go through with it. Take their cash, take your chances. But if you are going to go through w- with this exercise of saying I'm not going to do it, then you're right. Be frontal. For once be frontal, Minnesota. Yes. They were exactly. Be frontal. Exactly. All right, let's uh let's bring our buddy Trey Wingo into the mix here, uh host of the Golik and Wingo show, which by the way, if you want to hang out with Golik and Wingo at ESPN headquarters, you can visit a local Sprint store here in the Twin Cities from now until February 9th for your chance to find out more information, sign up. You know, we're getting revenge on Eagles fans by canceling their Airbnbs in the Twin Cities, Trey. Are you really? Yeah. Those, yeah, there's like, there's all kinds of social media posts, and Eagles fans are like posting these. Passive aggressive. Well, my homeowners association, uh, they said we can't rent out our place anymore. So, yeah, that's how we passively aggressively cope with tragic <laughs> NFC Championship game losses. Trey, that's us. Well, the, the good news for you guys, you've had experience in this neck of the woods. So <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it's funny because we go for six. Yeah, th- yeah thanks a lot. Yeah, uh, we go we go into these every time thinking that oh, this is a new team, it's a new coach, and it's a new, but it's always the same result. So the problem is, and and we'd love your insight on this. For some reason, if teams get smoked in the NFC Championship game, and the and, and the Vikings have had it happen before. It's hard to bounce back the next year. Teams miss the playoffs often when they get beat in the Super Bowl or this badly in a championship game. Why do you think that? It, why is it so hard to recreate success in the NFL? Well, when you're so close and you have it all cut out from you, it, you know, emotionally, it, it's about emotional strength and, and, and mental strength as much as it is physical strength. And, you know, look at the labors that the, that the Falcons went through this year. Now, granted, they made it back to the divisional round, but, you know, they were sort of up and down at the start of the season, and then they got it rolling, and it really took for them 
be close to the end of the season where they felt like, hey, we can still do this. It's still attainable. I mean, they, guys, they, they were up 25 points in the second half, yeah. and they somehow blew it. You know, I mean, the, the emotional toll, I think, sometimes is much greater than the physical toll. And that's why I will always say the best accomplishment that is not celebrated is the fact that the Buffalo Bills went to four straight of these things, lost them all, and still had the mental resolve to get back there again. That is mm-hmm. the most underappreciated feat in all of team sports. Your your uh, surprise and or shock about the fa- the fact that that Vikings defense uh, gave up a thirty eight points last weekend. Absolute shock. But to the point we just talked about, the emotional toll that was spent getting there, how it happened, that win at the end of the game, which we had never seen before—a walk off touchdown with no time left in the fourth quarter. You know, and I'm I'm sure. Mike Zimmer did a great job trying to get these guys bounced back, but that's a hard thing to do. I mean, you saw Brady at the end of the Super Bowl last year. He could barely move. It took so much out of him to come back from that deal. If they had had to play next week, I'm pretty sure they would have lost by 15 points. Yeah. It takes a toll on you. Yeah. Hey, if uh, if people wind up winning uh, the, uh, the the Hang with Golik and Wingo event here, go to a Sprint location in the Twin Cities up until February 9th if you want to find out more information, listeners. What's going to happen? Are you guys going to uh, you going to slap them around us Minnesotans when we get there? What can they expect when they hang out with you guys behind the scenes? Don't touch Golik's food. Yeah. Goal number one. You'll lose a finger. Especially the donuts. Uh, secondly, yeah, oh my god. Uh, look, we'll have a blast, and we'll treat you nice. Unlike that video I saw of uh, Eagles fans throwing full bottles of beer at yeah. Viking fans who just had the audacity to try and walk into the stadium. Who wastes a beer like that, by the way? I mean, for God's sake. That was, that, that was my point. I mean, there is something to be gained from that bottle still. I got bad news, guys. Uh, on, on my plane ride home, I heard some folks say that wasn't beer in that bottle. Oh, it was another yeah, yellow substance. Yeah, that, that w- Worse. The beer so had been consumed. Match in Costa Rica. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's much, much worse. Yeah. You know what? There are some skunky beers that I'd probably rather drink than urine, but, you know, it's not an advantageous situation either way. It's uh, a short list. Yeah. <laughs> Good news. It's going to be above freezing for a couple days next week, but as we get closer to the Super Bowl, it's going to be death for people who aren't used to uh, Twin Cities temperatures. So you guys, you guys are going to get the best of uh, both sides of the freezing mark. Hey, come on, man. I grew up in the East Coast. It's fine. We're good. The foot of snow came last week. It looks like it's a rather snow-free week, which I'm excited about. Yes. In fact, the last time we got that much snow in one, uh, like, 15-hour chunk, the Metrodome roof collapsed. So... Uh, yeah, we got I that going. That. Well, but yeah, but look at the positive side there. You have a new building out of that. That's true. That's Hopefully exactly the, the glass doesn't cave in or something. But and no tr- birds die. Oh, let's not think about that. Come on, <laughs> Trey Wingo. If you want to hang out with Golik and Wingo at ESPN headquarters, stop into a local Sprint location between now and February 9th here in the Twin Cities and sign up. We'll uh, we'll catch you guys in the Twin Cities next week. Trey, thank you. See you, Trey. You got it, guys. Looking forward to it. All right, Trey Wingo. Good stuff. I like that show. It's been a, it's been a fun show since they launched it's it very a few good, months yeah. ago. Yeah, that was not beer, necessarily. Ugh. I found that out. God, can you imagine that walk of shame? Still drenched in urine after the Vikings get beat 38-7. to seven. Oh, I won't even start. Forget it. Let's make some write-that-down predictions <laughs> when we come back here. And then Lou Nanny will join the show. Doogie in an hour from now with a scoop. We are packed on this Friday.